So welcome everybody. Welcome to Your Time to Shine, all things self-love. I am your host, Celine Harlow. And today I have a really exciting topic lined up for us. It's actually the first time in two years, I think, maybe three years even, that I have guests on the podcast. Yes, we have guests today, not one, but two guests. And I was actually thinking about this earlier today, and I was just thinking about the last time that I had a guest on the podcast, and she was really not nice, actually. I think that she was just using uh, the podcast. Um, I actually had invited her to the radio station, and she came late, and she left without saying goodbye to me, and I think I got some sort of trauma from that, <laughs> but I got over myself. <laughs> and um, yeah, but the other thing is that I'm actually really protective of this space that we have, and I think, you know, that I know that so many of you, you know, tune in week after week to listen to the podcast. And I think that it's such a beautiful space for us to check in with each other and see how we're doing and what do we need to do? What do we need to change? How are we truly feeling? What do we need to do to move forward and so on? And I'm very protective of this space that we have, even though I'm the only one talking most of the time. <laughs> you guys just have to listen. <laughs> Stop laughing, you guys. <laughs> <It's> you. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but the other thing is that you know like since I started my business I have met so many coaches and healers and entrepreneurs who are just a bit phony like I feel like they just don't really know what it, what they're talking about or they give really random advice that actually is not really helpful and so well this is exactly not what our guests for today are I think it's the worst introduction possible <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, you guys. I'm super excited to have you. Um, would you like to introduce yourself to start with? And right away, I have a question for you. I want to know why you're so passionate about what it is that you're doing. You go. All right. Well, I'm Joachim Yeri, and with me is Natasha Ku, my wife. She'll be talking shortly. But I'll do the general introduction. We are relationship coaches. And we are from yourexceptionalrelationship.com. We're doing it together as a couple. And the reason why we're so passionate about doing what we're doing is because we really see that relationships are like the smallest building blocks of society. So if we can make an impact there, we can make an impact globally. And we just love seeing people coming to their fullness, into their wholeness, and just living life, you know, the way they want to live it rather other than being in a reactive space and a space they want to see, we want to see humanity and the individual thrive. Um, so I'm Natasha. And for me, what we do is really important, especially personally. Um, as a woman, I think there was a lot of growing up to do. Um, not, not in like a like growing up as in growing up in the society, but like growing up within me as a woman. And that meant I had to know myself, value myself, but those things aren't just an internal process. It starts off as an internal process, but I realized that how I really show up and express myself in those intimate relationships, that matters a great deal because it doesn't really matter how much work I do on, like on myself in terms of self-development and things like that. It's like, how is it being embodied and how does it actually practically change my life? Um, and when it comes to relationships, I realize 
these are pretty much like the playpen or the sandbox where I actually have to set my boundaries, where I have to speak up for myself, where I do have to demand um, respect and and reach for more and receive love. And so I find that as a woman to truly have the relationship or the love or that dynamic with my partner that I want to have and I find to be healthy, it's one of the most healing things that I've done for myself as a woman. So I think that's why personally it's quite important to me to share this message with other ladies. That's so interesting. Thank you so much. I have so many questions already, but we'll just go through um, each question at a time. I won't get too crazy. Um, but the first thing I was thinking about while you guys were talking was that, you know, so many of us have this idea of a fairy tale relationship, right? And it's as if we were taught, okay, so you, know, you go to university and then you get a job and then you get a partner, right? And then you get married, blah, blah, blah. And then you get the kids, right? And we have this idea that, you know, once we are in this relationship, everything is going to work perfectly for us, right? Once we take that box of I'm married, I'm in a serious relationship, committed relationship, then everything is going to be fine, right? And, you know, so many of the people, the women that I talk to on a day-to-day -day basis actually often are seeking this relationship as a way to kind of um, prove to themselves that they deserve to be happy. You know what I mean? So they're manifesting that soulmate. They want to manifest that partner. And it's almost as if, yeah, it's this criteria that we want to meet, but you know, we don't actually know what it's like to be in this relationship, right? Because none of us, or not many of us, have le at least have had this example, right? Of, you know, um, you know, we don't, I mean, going back, um, you know, our parents haven't necessarily been really happy. And many of us have gone through divorces, you know, when, when we were children and just have that experience, right? So we don't know what it's like to have a healthy relationship. So, for you guys, I know I started to ramble, but for you guys, what are the main components of a healthy relationship? What does it what does it really mean to have a healthy relationship? And what does each party need to bring to the table in order to have that healthy, fulfilling, harmonious relationship? So I do want to bust one myth because I, I agree with you. Um, when people find a partner that they think is a wonderful match, it's like, okay, we're now we're set you know, we're compatible, we get along, and now it's going to go well forever. And I think a lot of us have, have believed that when you have that connection and you have that love, then it's enough that it sets you up for success and it sets you up for a healthy relationship. But from our story and our personal experience, that's not enough. Like love isn't necessarily enough because what you end up realizing after the honeymoon phase or that initial adventurous, uh, you know, high attraction phase ends is that you kind of come down to the reality of things, which is um, he might be extremely different um, than you. And there are differences in lifestyle in how you do things. And, and at the beginning, things that these differences might have even made you attracted to, towards each other and maybe it was very exciting to get to know his world but you know when you when you kind of settle down and it becomes kind of this like like okay longer term thing it starts to bother you right so then you're faced with real differences real conflicts and how do you 
actually get along because you have that love, you have that connection. So we believe that there are really some very key skills to work out your challenges and to deal with conflict because no matter what dream relationship you want to manifest, conflicts will occur. Like you are different people. You're not dating yourself, right? So you will have to need to learn how to hold that space so that when you do face conflict, you stay together as a team and you keep that connection. And it doesn't turn into this tug of war where it's my way or your way, or we just have to meet in the middle and compromise, uh, which we don't really stand for. And it becomes this kind of power struggle of, of trying to get things your way and trying to make him do things your way. And that is usually when things become um, more toxic and unhealthy, as we would say. But if you learn the right skills and you kind of know the foundational pieces that make a healthy relationship, then you don't have to kind of go down that that route where it does turn into a power struggle. Perfect. Um, I actually was just thinking that, like I was just scrolling through my history with my husband. So we've been together for six and a half years now. I'm married for three, perhaps, maybe four. And, um, and exactly everything that you mentioned, Natasha, was stuff that I have had to learn in my relationship. And I know that when I got together with Richard, I had no um, experience of a stable, healthy, um, durable, I suppose you could say, long-lasting relationship. And he's, you know, eight or nine years older than me. So that definitely made a difference in, in how mature I was at the time and still now. And, and I had to learn how to deal with conflict. You know, so often I meet women who are into this whole self-development thing. So they work through their traumas. They work through their dramas. They work through perhaps abusive relationships, right? And perhaps I would love to have your take on abusive relationships later. But I have another question first. And so they do all of that self-development work. And then they come to this space where they're like, okay, so perhaps now I'm in this relationship and it's not really good. Perhaps my partner is not into self-development at all. Perhaps he doesn't have the same sort of interest for me. And now I kind of have like this relationship is outdated and I need to leave my partner and find myself a better soulmate because my partner is no longer, I guess, vibrating or no longer at the same level as me. I'm at a like a higher level. And obviously, you know, the, the women that I meet don't really use those same words, but it's kind of that idea that, you know, now I have outgrown my partner and I want to leave him, right? So what would you say to that, you guys? Do you think that it's a good idea? You know, if you're no longer um, vibing with your partner, is it is the easiest solution to just leave him? Is it the best solution? What would you suggest? So, of course, it depends on the situation. Uh, sure, there are moments where it makes sense to leave your partner, However, in many situations, it makes sense to stay. So one of the, the core things that make a relationship work is commitment. And it's the commitment through the times when it's not necessarily easy or nice, where you feel like, oh, maybe it's not the right relationships. Like, well, hold on a second. What if you can go deeper into this relationship? Because especially when you are in, in self-development and when you use terminology like you have used, uh, it's easy to, to be very judgmental of your partner and and it's an innocent thing to do because you you see that what you're doing is beneficial and is good 
And at the same time, you think what your partner is doing and how they're approaching life isn't good. But what if how they're doing life is just as valid and as beautiful and important as how you're doing it? The way we see relationships is that it's almost like a, a, a microculture and it's two microcultures coming together. So I have my microculture, Natasha has her microculture, and we're coming together and we're creating a new culture together that has both parts in it. And if I have the judgment that, for example, self-improvement or spirituality or whatever is needed and my partner has to be in it just like me, then I am putting my way of living and my culture above the other person's rather than being like, okay, so this is what I value. But let me be curious about the other person. What do they value? What's important to them? How do they see life? Because we all love to travel. You don't have to go traveling at the moment. You can just be with your partner and you can discover a new culture. So that is a, it, it's a different mindset. And you know, if, if, if you still feel like it's not the right match, well, of course, you can move on. And I also know that a lot of people keep changing partners like i had one client she was changing partners every three to six months because she would wake up and fall out of love in quotes as she would put it but actually she was just misattributing uh, her feelings and thinking that what oh something is missing now the the high is gone so that means it's not the right thing anymore and that was just a, a, a an innocent misunderstanding really because love can go deeper and deeper and it can become more profound but it won't stay at the superficial level of being on a super high or having the pleasure kick and so it does take a willingness to explore other levels of a relationship that might be more subtle and not screaming as loud as the honeymoon um so i love what you said about you know um allowing that relationship to go deeper and well i think that with any committed relationship there will be a share you know a fair amount of arguments and disagreements right so let's say that i am a woman in a relationship and i'm just starting to go into that deeper phase of this relationship and i'm really very much in love with my partner and now we have left or finished that first phase of the honeymoon um, phase of the relationship and now we're starting to have arguments on pretty deep subjects right because they touch to our virtues or what we have learned in life and we have perhaps different understandings of very basic things like how to raise the children or what time to have dinner or you know what do we need to do when we go to play very simple things right so how can we actually allow that relationship to go deeper without feeling constantly attacked if that makes sense yeah i i totally know what you're talking about and it seems like it's the little things that <laughs> kind of break us or, or, or bother us when it comes to our partners. So here's the thing. A lot of people get stuck in the same conflicts, right? Maybe there are certain topics that keep coming up that just seem to never get resolved, no matter how much you talk about it, or it could be just uh, a certain field like household stuff that, you know, you always kind of don't agree on. So there, there can be sticky topics for for different individuals so if you find yourself in that kind of situation and you try to talk about it and it doesn't seem like you're getting anywhere each time you bring it up then most likely when you do communicate and you when you do try to work out this conflict you're still staying on the surface level so for example one one topic um people 
commonly come to us and they have trouble with with their partner is say money right finances and disagreeing um what like how to spend um each other's habits and what like so they they can't settle on on that together and it becomes a source of conflict and they don't seem to want, understand one another and every time they talk about it it just kind of gets worse like they walk away feeling like okay you just don't get me or like how can you not see where I'm coming from clearly it makes sense right so every everyone believes that they their thinking makes the most sense and so a situation like that if you keep talking about the behaviors whether it's a spending behavior or how how someone makes money or how they value money that's going to just stay there and you'll just keep having this conversation on that level and it probably won't get resolved and it'll constantly stay sticky but what we don't often realize is that when we don't feel good about something and there's this conflict and there are differences, we're, we're not talking about just the money or the towel or how he makes coffee or, you know, whatever it might be. You're, you're talking about what it means, what it means. So let me break this down if that doesn't quite make sense. So for example, what does money mean for either of you? Maybe for one of you, it means freedom. It means expression. It means independence and your ability to, you know, like express yourself, your preferences, and like show the world who you are through what you spend. And you know, it's like a, it's, it's like empowering, you know, for you to let the money flow and express yourself with what you get, right? And then for another person, uh, um, money might mean something opposite where one meant freedom and self-expression and independence the other person might truly value and interpret money as safety as security so for them the the thing that they want to do is to save to earn and to save and put it in the bank and to put it aside and to feel warm and fuzzy because you know there's enough and you know like that that stability that you know seeing that monthly whatever it might be you know that plan you have grow like for that person it gives them such a strong sense of security when they do that right that saving plan or whatever it might be so if you two are kind of fighting on the level of like, oh, you, all you do is like spend and like, why, like, why can't you just control yourself? And the other person's like, oh, you're just so stingy. Like, why are you so cheap? But like, can't you enjoy life for once? Like, if you're staying at that level, there's so much miscommunication and misunderstandings happening because, yes, you're talking about money and, yes, you're picking on each other's behaviors, but you're not even talking about what it actually means for both of you. And so a lot of the times to resolve these conflicts, even if it means like you're unhappy within the household and, and maybe um, he often makes a mess and then you, it kind of irritates you, it's not about the mess. It's about what does him making that mess mean for you? Does it mean that you just cleaned up last night and now he spilled stuff and doesn't really care and it makes you feel like you're not appreciated? Like what does the, the topic actually mean for you and a lot of couples they stay at that surface level and they actually don't move down far enough as to what they're actually meaning and what they're actually bringing up 
in order to resolve the conflict for good. <laughs> Otherwise, they're still just picking on each other's behaviors. And you can't find that connection or that understanding if you stay up there. This is so good, you guys. I hope that everybody who's listening to the podcast right now is taking notes. I certainly am. Um, I actually, I was just laughing to myself because um, I've had this um, week-long argument with my husband just about that topic, money. And it was something that we had, that we kind of needed to talk about and we've needed to talk about this for a long time. And then we kind of just avoided talking about this and got busy doing other things as you do. And eventually those things came to, well, it exploded in our faces, basically. And we had this week-long argument and it was absolutely heartbreaking. And, you know, we we're both very self-aware, but even then we had such strong emotions, right? You have all of those things that come to explode in your face and like you're saying something really hurtful to your partner and then your partner responds with something equally hurtful. And then you start to get into that space of overwhelm and anger and sadness and frustration he doesn't listen to me. He doesn't care about me. And you have all of these belief systems, right, that come up to the surface and they're just, you know, slapping you in the face again and again and again and again, right? And I think that's so often, you know, for us who have been in these abusive relationships, right, when we really felt, you know, that we were not listened to and when we have been abused by a partner, you know, it's really difficult for us to understand that arguments are actually a part of a relationship, right? It's just something that needs to happen, right? And you can learn how to thrive in an argument, right? You can learn to see what's beneath the surface. It's not, not, oops, Natasha just said, sorry. And see that it's not so much about you hurting the other person so that you don't have to be hurt again or hurt more, but about coming to an, agree an agreement, a solution together, right? And I love what you said, Natasha, about, um, you know, just going deeper, you know, going beneath the surface and seeing what's really uh, truly there. Um, so what would you say, actually? So let's say that I am in an argument with my partner right now and I feel all of these feelings coming up to the surface, right? I feel that I'm not valued and this is coming up and my usual sticky points are coming up as well, like the money, the, I don't know, he doesn't do the dishes, he doesn't, I don't know, he leaves his towel on the floor and so on, like everything is coming together and I'm starting to feel overwhelmed, you know, and Usually what our answer will be will be to just, you know, yell louder so that the person finally starts to listen or to freeze or even, you know, fight. Like, I mean, fight, just, you know, escape <laughs> into a different room, right? So how can we actually just allow ourselves to move through that space of overwhelm, knowing that, you know, I am committed enough to the relationship so that I can make it work? What would you say? I think, I think my question made sense. It made sense in my head. <laughs> It makes sense for us too. Don't worry, all good. And if we don't answer it properly, you can just ask again. <laughs> so uh, the very first thing that I do want to mention is that we take a, a, a stance in terms of conflict and arguments that is somewhat against, it is against fighting. It's not somebody, it is against fighting. It is not against conflict. Fighting in itself is often a conflict that's being mishandled, meaning, um, it's, it's gone to the point where everything just explodes and as what you were describing, you know, just you get louder and louder and sometimes you even just turn and you are going for your partner and for the spots that you know that he is vulnerable and you just go and you press it as hard as you can. <laughs> and, and again, you know, those things are human. However, uh, we do see that it, if it keeps going on, it can be harmful for the relationship which is why we're taking a stance against it, not against con um, having a conflict. Having conflict is necessary, is healthy, and needs to happen in a relationship. But to, to your question, okay, what can you do when 
you know, there's, there's overwhelm happening. Well, first of all, it's very important that we have the right pieces in place before we go into the conflict and into that one moment. And one important orientation in a relationship is of being of service to each other. Like you are in this relationship, not just to get something out of it for yourself, you're in it to also to give and to thrive together, to build a new unit, to be synergetic, to empower each other. And that is something that, you know, needs to be talked about. Like, what is it that we actually want to have in this relationship? Why are we even together? What are your dreams? How can I support those dreams? Those are all really important questions that need to come in. And this orientation towards service is really vital, especially when it comes to conflict, because in conflict, it, the side switch is like, well, oh, I'm losing and I'm losing and I need to make sure I'm going to get the right thing out of it. And it's about me and the other person is going to take it away. And it's like, well, hold on a second. You're in it together and you're trying to create something together. Remembering that can really help in the conflict to reorient yourself and be like, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. We, we're, we're together in this. Yes, there's a conflict happening, but maybe we can become a team and face the conflict together rather than the conflict separating us and it's me against you and but that said okay so that's the orientation it's great if you can set it up beforehand but let's say you don't have that and you're in the conflict and the emotions are, are running high one thing that is useful is to have the opportunity to say let's pause this conversation for the next 10 20 minutes i need to cool down i'm, I'm losing uh you know my mind i'm not i can't really think clearly and i don't think i'm contributing to this conversation appropriately that's going to move us forward so being able to gauge yourself where your emotions are at uh, and being you know if you, if you look at the a green light a orange light and a red light like a traffic light uh, you can kind of have that in your mind when you're gauging your emotions and usually when you hit the red it's too late because your brain has been hijacked uh, and and you're just ready to go and so if you can pause before you hit that that is a, a useful skill to develop now i personally have a hot i can have a hot temper meaning i can go from green to red in a split second on certain topics so uh, it can be a bit challenging in, for certain people but the more you pay attention to it the more you know your soft spot the more you can be like okay wait a second we can approach this differently so you take it as a practice and you take it as a learning rather than having to have some kind of perfect standard so that is one way of doing it and the other way is that sometimes emotions really just need to come out um, and it is a skill to to be with those very powerful emotions but not to just let them loose in terms of having them attack like, yes, feel the emotions, feel the intensity of the emotions. You can communicate with the intensity of the emotions. But we suggest not going into it as a, a, a personal attack towards the person, but rather learning to redirect it. Now, again, this is a skill that can be learned and is something that, that we teach uh, our women. But um, it is not something that most people can do right away. But it's a very useful and skill that's not just good in a relationship it's also good for work and, and other kinds of situations absolutely you guys so i just wanted to remind our listeners that you know this is very much about you know self-acceptance right accepting all emotions that move through you without judging or criticizing yourself in themselves you know emotions are simply emotions right and you 
you know, um, as you just shared, you know, it's just about embracing the emotion and just realizing that actually you can calm yourself down. You don't need to be overwhelmed by the emotion and all of the stuff that's attached to the emotion, right? So thank you so much to both of you for coming. I really appreciate your time. I got so much from our conversation together and I know that all of our listeners will have as well. Um, So now, you guys, we have created an incredible offer together. We've collaborated on an incredible offer. Um, Why don't you introduce us to the offer, you guys? All right. So we are really, really excited because we have this collaboration going on. Um, So first of all, when we work with women, um, we work one-on-one for now and For us, it's really important that you know that we've gone through it, first of all. So Yakim and I, although we didn't really get into our full, you know, history today, we have been once hurting each other so deeply that we, we, we didn't know. And once it's like, We thought we were soulmates. We thought we met the one. We thought love was enough. But then suddenly we find ourselves just doing those patterns that, at least for me, that I looked towards like my mom and I thought, oh, I would would never do that to my husband. But then I was doing exact same things to to Yachim that I thought I would never become, you know. And so pretty much it went down such a path where, it was hopeless. Like I didn't see our future together and it was devastating because when you reach that point, all you want to do is salvage that love, but you don't know how. So for me, I hit this breaking point where I actually had to reveal to Yahim, like, okay, I'm so hurt. I'm so sad. This doesn't work. I don't know how we can do this anymore. And we were even kind of considering divorce because we didn't know any other options anymore. So it was kind of from that low, low, low point that we were able to come back up to the place we are now, where we actually have a very strong understanding of how relationships work, not just how bad they can get, but how good it can get and how much you can truly receive from your partner and how those feelings you truly want, how you want to feel cherished, how you want to be loved, how you want to step up for yourself and bring out the best in each other. Like all those things that you deep down want in your soul, they're actually possible. So that's kind of what we teach. Yahim and I, we brought our baggages, you know, into this marriage. Like we we didn't grow up with like un, unscathed in our childhood. We had a lot of stuff that we brought in with us. But that doesn't mean that, you know, that stops you from having the love that you actually want. So this is kind of the place that we're coming from and what we want to share with you. So we teach um, all that and more within our Cherish Wife program, which is a one-on-one coaching, or two-on-one because there's two of us, two-on-one um, coaching program that's three months long and it's specifically catered to women. Um, even women whose partners have given up or you feel like he's just not on board for change, but you want something more, then it, it's for you because you can make 
your relationship better. You don't have to wait for your partner to change. You don't have to wait for things to get better because quite honestly, um, for what we've seen, people who just wait and drag it on and, and don't take action actually stay within the same dynamic with their partner. And not only that, you know, the, the conflicts that we talked about today, they kind of build up, you know, it becomes cumulative. And before you know it, um, things have kind of spiraled out of control. And every time you speak, it's not just about this issue, it's about, you know, what you've been struggling with a week ago, a month ago, or, or even stuff you've pushed down for years. So we actually have um, three pillars that we teach and it's super key, the keys that actually help us save our marriage. Right. So the three pillars are unleash your inner goddess, where we're all diving into uh, unguarding your heart and dealing with the past hurt. The second pillar is harmonious love, where we're looking at communication patterns and other toxic patterns that may have come into the relationship and really creating a space that you know is empowering and loving towards both of you. And the third pillar is called Inside Your Man's Brain, a cheeky name, where we're actually looking at, you know, some of the primal patterns that make a man tick and how can you use that, not in a manipulative way, but in an empowering way to move the relationship in the right direction so that both of you are getting what you want. Did you mention two pillars? Did you say the third pillar? Did I miss that? I said all three pillars, yeah. <laughs> oh my God, I need a coffee. So take me back through the three pillars again. So there was unleash your inner goddess in your man's brain or inside your man's brain. <laughs> the harmonious love is the second pillar and inside your man's brain is the third pillar. I was waiting for you to continue. <laughs> I was the only one who missed that third <laughs> pillar. Thank you so much. So, um, so what we've decided with the three of us is that we realized that actually we're working really well together. And as you guys know, I'm really excited about self-love. I'm getting too excited already. But I'm excited about helping you to have a healthier relationship with yourself. You know, as we discussed today, we know that, you know, so often, you know, we carry our hurts with us in this relationship, right? And it's not a matter of waiting for our partner to be better or for wait, you know, waiting for a partner to you know, fulfill all of our needs, right? So often it's just going to be, you're just going to be waiting forever, right? And so often it's really about you healing yourself, you know, you healing what needs to be healed uh, first so that you can come into the relationship from a much more wholesome place. So what we've decided with these two amazing people is that I'm actually going to give a free bonus pass to The Quiet Miracle, which is my six-week self-love course. It's an incredible course. Thousands of people have gone through it. And you guys, when you join to um, what's it called, the Cherish program with these two amazing people, you will get a bonus pass to The Quiet Miracle. So they can really just, I don't know, um, I guess, approach your relationship from all angles, angles, not the angles. <laughs> so that's what we have. This is an incredible offer, you guys. So um, you guys, can you tell us where exactly we can get in touch with you? You can find us at yourexceptionalrelationship.com forward slash cherished. Or 
Um, I'm super excited. Thank you so much. We have gone over time as we always do, uh, but thank you so much for showing up and for um, yeah, sharing your expertise with us today. I really appreciate your angle and I feel like it's something that we can all relate to. So thank you so much. And uh, what else do I want to say? So if you have any questions for these guys, make sure that you get in touch with them. If you have any questions about the program or even my course and you know what's going to be included, make sure you get in touch with them or with me, whatever. It doesn't matter. And yeah, I'm super excited about this. So thank you so much. And we'll speak to you very soon.